Welcome to It Starts With A Click. I'm Olivia Bossett, fashion photographer and educator, and this is a podcast for fashion photographers looking to build their business on their own terms. Hello, how are you? I hope you're well and having a lovely week so far. Before we jump into today's episode all about figuring out who your ideal client is, I want to remind you that the early bird pricing for my pitching course for photographers, Pitching with Confidence, the early bird pricing ends on Saturday 4th of May. That means that as of the 4th of May, the price goes up from 199 to 240 and that's in pounds. So if you want to get the course at a cheaper price, and possibly the cheapest it will ever be again, then you need to do that before Saturday, the 4th of May, 2019. The link is in the show notes of the podcast, or you can head to my website, www.oliviabossert.com forward slash pitching dash pitching, uh, forward slash pitching dash with dash confidence. That is the website address, but it's much easier if you just go in the show notes and just click there. It will take you straight there. Okay, that's enough about the course, but I did need to remind you about the price because I know that a lot of you will want to get it for cheaper than you will ever be able to get it again because otherwise you'll be missing out. Okay, enough about that. Let's talk about ideal clients. Now, ideal clients are so important and they are a term that's used very widely in the marketing world and I have spent a lot of time prior to going into proper like working with fashion photographers, I spent a lot of time helping just business owners in general. So I I do feel like I know a fair amount about marketing as a whole and now my idea is to like teach marketing specifically for fashion photographers. So I want to go over ideal clients because I feel like it's something that's incredibly important but perhaps not fully understood by photographers. So what is an ideal client? Essentially it's it's a client that you dream of working with, it's a client that you enjoy working with, it's a client who pays you what you're worth and who values what you do and those are very important. They're not just the client that you maybe dreamt of working with your whole life necessarily, they can be, but the two key points at the end there are that they they pay you what you're worth and they value what you do and I need to drive those in because sometimes people, especially creatives and especially people like me, I'm going to be completely honest, who maybe are drawn to the prestige of a certain brand or the idea of working with someone and then end up potentially not being paid what they're worth or not being treated that well. So I always like to remind people that an ideal client isn't just someone who you admire or whose designs you love or whose aesthetic you love. It's also someone who is going to respect you and pay you well and and really value your work as a creative and as a person. So why is it important that you know 
who your ideal client is? Well, sometimes people say, oh, I don't really need to know. I just, I just work with whoever comes my way. But if you want to market yourself and be able to work with people that you enjoy working with, then you need to know who you want to target. You need to know who you want to work for. Knowing your ideal client really helps you to focus. It helps you to narrow down on a niche and it helps you to market yourself and speak more clearly to the people who need your services and who you want to sell your services to. And I think that's the really key thing here is it's really, really important so that you can speak directly to the person that you want to work for. So how do you actually work out who your ideal client is? There's loads of different ways and there are actually, you know, I'm sure there are websites out there that you can type in specific brand names and they will list you all sorts of demographics and all sorts. But the way I like to think about getting to know my ideal client is that I like to try and really put myself in their shoes and get to know them at a very deep level. So you need to get in tune with who your ideal client is. So if you're a fashion photographer, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, you are going to be wanting to work with brands. You want to shoot for clothing brands, jewelry brands, maybe you shoot beauty, whatever it is, some kind of brand. So you need to spend time doing market research. You need to spend time looking at what they do, what kind of clothes they sell or what products they sell. Um, and I also recommend that you look at any of your past clients as well. Um, because sometimes when you look at who you've worked with before, it's and you can sort of pinpoint the clients that you've really enjoyed working with, they will help you to sort of create a profile of who your ideal clients are. And when I talk about an ideal client, it's almost like they're going to become a bit of a mythical, not mythical creature, that's the wrong word. They're going to become sort of an entity, a, a person in themselves. So you might create a profile, like a mind map of the ideal client that you want to work with. And they will encapsulate multiple features of multiple different brands. So you're not necessarily looking at like Gucci and analyzing, you should analyze Gucci if you want to work for Gucci, but you're not necessarily going to spend your time analyzing just Gucci and then being like, okay, now I'm only going to work with brands that are exactly like Gucci because different brands will have different slight variations between them. But the idea is to pinpoint a few key factors of who you want to work with and why you want to work with them and what it is that they do that makes them stand out and what you can offer them. So look back at who you've shot with before and think about who you really loved shooting for. Who was a client you had recently or maybe even years ago who that project really lit you up, you felt really valued, you made just the right amount of money or it felt like if even if your prices are much higher now at the time, you felt like it was, you know, they paid you with respect. Um... Maybe the work was really creative and fulfilling or it's work that you just loved, you just loved shooting. Those are, those are really good places to start if you're a little bit stuck on knowing where your ideal clients are or who they are or what you want to shoot in future. 
Another really good thing to do is actually look at past clients that you didn't like. And I think it's equally as good to create profiles of people you don't want to work with because oftentimes we'll get emails in our inbox of people saying, oh, I've heard you're a photographer, I need this and this done. And it's very easy as photographers and creatives in general to feel drawn to absolutely every single job that comes our way because we often have that sort of scarcity mindset of, oh, what if this is the last job? (laughs) And the reality is it's most of the time never true, but we do fear stuff like that. So having a profile of people up that you're like, I really don't like working with this particular kind of brand or this kind of person or, you know, when I have these kinds of feelings or these kinds of thoughts, these are the type of clients that I'm going to avoid. And I find having that just as helpful as having the ones you do want to work from. So how do you create this profile? And I've not I'm not giving you specific, like, do a drawing of a person and draw them out because some marketing exercises do involve you literally coming up with almost a stick figure person or an imaginary person that you're going to stick on your wall and that's going to become the person that you're always trying to target. I'm not going to do that because we're working for brands, not necessarily individual people. And I think that everyone will have a way that will work for them in their own way. So for example, for me, my ideal client profile is just a mind map. I I have a, a mind map on my uh, in a notebook nearby that I always have on my desk. And it just says in the middle, like, ideal client. And then, you know, there are different lines going out of what that ideal client looks like and, you know, where they live or where they're based, uh, the kind of clothes they make, stuff like that. But for you, you might want to make a vision board or you might want to make um, an Excel spreadsheet, whatever works for you. But I do think that you need to have some kind of physical written down place where you keep the information about your ideal client. Um, So thinking about how like all the information you need to know about your ideal client, there's so much. But essentially what you want to do is once you've figured out who you want to shoot for, you need to know as much about them as you possibly can. And this is where I like to tell people to just basically go down a rabbit hole. Spend time writing a list of of brands that you would love to shoot for and then spend maybe, I don't know, an afternoon just doing tons of research. It can be longer than that if you want to or maybe over a course of a couple days. In fact, it should be regular. I think that I probably spend time doing research on my ideal clients at least a couple weeks per quarter. So a few times a year, I will go through and and do my research. And it really, really helps to know how to market myself to them in future, um, know what I could possibly pitch to them in future and stuff like that. So I've written down a bunch of questions that I think that as you're doing this research, you should be asking yourself. And I've split it up into two categories because because we're looking at brands, I think we need to think about it in two ways. So first of all, you want to think of it as the brand itself, so the brand as a whole. But the next important thing is to think about 
the individuals who are working at the brands. And I'm going to get on to why that is important in a second. But let's think about the brands as a whole for a start. So the questions that you can sort of ask yourself, and these are just a few, there are a lot more. And if you want more questions to ask yourself, definitely do research on an ideal client. There are loads of in, like loads of information out there on the internet. There's YouTube videos, all sorts. But questions that you can start to ask yourself to kind of get the, the flow going and to be doing the right kind of research is what is their niche? Do they have a niche? Is it very specific? Is it quite broad? Who do they sell to? What's their demographic? Is it women who are between the ages of 18 and 35? Is it women who are older than that? Is it men and women? Is it children? Who are they selling to? What vibe are their images? Are they quite edgy? Are they quite summery and romantic? Are they quite city-based? Are they coastal? What are the vibe of their images? Where is the brand based? And that I think is is quite important to know. You know, are they are they in America? Are they in Australia? Are they in Cornwall? Where are they? Where do they where is their headquarters? Do they have multiple headquarters? Think about where they're based because that can have a huge impact on how you market yourself. And you'll often surprise yourself as to how many brands are actually based outside of major cities. I always end up being quite shocked whenever I start doing market research and realize that a lot of the brands that I want to personally work for aren't necessarily based in London. So do some research. Where are the brands based? What are their income brackets? So who do they target and what is the income bracket of the people they target? Are they targeting students who don't have much money so it's more fast fashion? Or are they targeting very wealthy people who have a lot of disposable income? Look at those because that will influence the work and how much time and effort they put into things and stuff like that. What's their social media activity like? Do they post on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? How often do they post? What kind of posts do they share? Do they reshare posts of their audience, of their followers? Or do they keep everything very curated and organized? Where have they shot their campaigns before? If you're clever, you can literally find out exactly where campaigns of different brands were shot. You can find out who shot that campaign and do research into that photographer. Maybe you can spend time looking up how that photographer got that work to inspire you on things you can do to market yourself to that brand. All these kinds of questions are the questions that you should be asking yourself when it comes to an ideal client so that when you want to market yourself to them, you know them so well that you can pitch to them with an incredible idea that they that you are almost certain they are going to want or you can sh- make sure that you're showing up in the places that they are going to be looking for photographers. Thinking about all that stuff. You also need to think about the individuals who are working at the brands. And I don't think that a lot of people talk about this side of things. And I really wanted to stress this. When you are marketing yourself to a brand, you must remember that you are also marketing yourself to a single person, in essence, or a small group of people, at least, who work at that brand. Behind every brand, there is a marketing manager, 
a head of marketing, an art director, a creative director, a social media manager, all these people, they are people. They are individuals and they have specific wants and needs and you can become aware of what those are. So what I'm going to, the questions here are a bit more specific to people, but I hope that they kind of get your mind thinking about the fact that there are people behind these brands and there are ways that you can make sure that you're speaking to them as much as you're speaking to the brand as a whole. So what kind of age are the people who are working at the brand that you want to speak to? For example, is the head of marketing, can you figure out roughly their age? Do you know if they're in their mid-30s, in their early 40s, maybe they're in their 50s? That should be useful to you in some way, even if it's just how you email them. I know that sounds crazy, but the way you email people of different ages does change somewhat, not all the time, but it can have an impact. So it's, I think, for me personally, it helps me at least create an image of my head in my head of the person who I'm emailing when I have a better idea of their age. What is their work position? What do they do day to day? What is their job role? What kind of things matter to them? And and this is a tricky one for some people because they get a little bit confused by what I mean. And what I mean is, is what matters to them getting a promotion, therefore they want to impress their boss? Or is it that they have a lot on their plate right now and they just really want someone to come in and help them out to do something that's maybe difficult for them and make it easier. Think about things like that. What matters to the person who is working at that job? What are their goals? That's another one, similar to the one before, but what, what goals might the person who is working at that desk have? For a lot of people and for people who are looking for photographers, it will be to find the next best photographer who is going to create incredible work, who is going to help them sell loads of their product. What is their goal behind what you could offer them? What are their struggles? Maybe there are struggles they face, like the fact that there are so many photographers out there and they don't know who they should pick, or perhaps the photographer they used before has raised their price massively and they are no longer within their budget. What kind of struggles do they have that you can help solve? What stresses them out at work? I know for one that when I worked in an office, what stressed me out was having people around me um, all the time or what stressed me out was having a lot of emails come in. That might be something that's really key. You know, if someone's a very busy person and they get a lot of emails, you want to make sure that if you're emailing them, you're going to take up the least amount of their time possible. You're going to make it very easy for them to reply to your email. So think about what might make them stressed. How do you, how do they like to be treated? So how, how do they like to be treated? Do they want to be spoken to in a bit more of an informal way? Do they want to be treated with respect? Everyone wants to be treated with respect. Olivia, that's a very stupid point. (laughs) Do they want to be treated respectfully with their emails? You know what I'm saying. How do they want to be treated? And this is a really important one now is how do they do their research? Do they research people on social media? Do they Google people? Do they go on Pinterest? Do they go to networking events? All this stuff is really important for you to try and work out. 
And I know that a lot of those questions are quite difficult to necessarily get an absolute answer for. A lot of this is guessing. It's never going to be as simple as you can interview one person. And you you might be able to, and that, you know, if you can, if you have the chance to sort of ask someone you've potentially worked with in the past these exact questions, that will be such valuable information for you because the reality is that it will be reflected in multiple different people. One, What one person feels is very likely that another person feels as well. So I hope that that is has been helpful for you. I hope that you get something from this. I think that as photographers, especially photographers in a commercial world, it's a bit easier to leave this kind of stuff behind and to not spend as much time focusing on. I know that business to consumer photographers definitely spend a lot of time working on ideal client profiles to attract the public because it's different technique of marketing. Um, but I feel like this is just as important for fashion photographers to understand. So if you've never spent time researching your ideal client, I really, really urge you to start doing it today. It will change the way that you market yourself. It will change the way that you send emails. It will change the way that you write blog posts. It will change the way that you write social media captions and so on and so forth. Okay. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week with a Q&A all about pitching. <laughs> so if you have any questions about pitching and you would like me to answer them for you, you can send me an email. My email is info at oliviabossert.com or send me a DM on Instagram. Could you tell in that last little clip that I was about to cough? <laughs> I had to pause and cough and come back. Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of It Starts With A Click. If you enjoyed it, please come and let me know over on Instagram at Olivia Bossett. That's my handle. If you'd like to learn more about fashion photography in general, then head over to my website. It's www.oliviabossert.com. I blog weekly all about fashion photography, and I also have a huge free resource library, which is full of free downloads. Downloads include a pitching email course, which is a five-part free email course, um, all about pitching. There's an ebook, which is all about using Instagram and Pinterest to market your business. And there's even an email template file of how to pitch yourself it's word for word. It's the email I use when I pitch myself to brands. So go and get that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're using to listen. And make sure that you don't miss future episodes because they're going to be amazing. I will see you next week. Bye.